It's uh, 20 minutes before 9 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. As always, we love to hear from you, so uh, do continue uh, to uh, share with us some of your tweets and uh, some of your thoughts on uh, the conversations we had. If you just joined us, we uh, caught up with uh, Kandani Msibi and uh, we're talking to him uh, about uh, Remdesivir and uh, also, I guess, the prospects of the local pharmaceutical industry uh, as part of our industrialization efforts. And uh, Duben Nash on Twitter saying, a great mind, leadership, astute businessman. I'm inspired by the vision and the consistency. A wonderful and insightful interview, uh, King Siai Banga, uh, Le Economia. And certainly somebody always uh, willing to uh, share with us some of his insights and thoughts on uh, what ought to happen in uh, many of our industries here in this country. And uh, I guess that's that's the part of Le economies. Not to just say Unebangonje, but uh, it's also about saying how do we reframe it and redesign it and uh, reshape it in the image of uh, who we are. And I guess I like the point there at the end that um, if we want to find some of this IP, uh, it's best to look within ourselves and to look uh, within some of those who have walked this journey before us. And uh, certainly not the last time we're going to be touching on some of those questions. Now, uh, we continue with uh, our coverage of, uh, I guess, uh, some of the uh, big policy questions and debates that are happening in the country. And one of these has to do with uh, the basic income grant. You'd remember a few months ago, we uh, spoke about the special COVID-19 grant, uh, which uh, in a way was really, I guess, a pilot of sorts uh, of what a basic income grant could potentially look like, targeted at the unemployed and those uh, who have uh, no pathway into uh, the labor market. And on Monday, the Minister of Social Development, uh, uh, Lindy Wazulu, uh, touched on uh, the uh, considerations underfoot and uh, some of the discussions underway within government around the re or around the introduction of a basic income grant. She joins me now on the line uh, to uh, speak about some of these issues. Uh, uh, Minister Zulu, good evening to you, and uh, thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us. Yes, good evening to you, and good evening to Metro listeners. Uh, Minister, you said on Monday that uh, this is being considered by government, I guess, in view of uh, Sasa's legislated mandate, uh, as, all, as well as, I guess, in line with the mandate of one of the agencies that are under your department, which is the National Development Agency. What did you mean by that? Um, firstly, let me just um, uh, clarify the fact that uh, constitutionally, as a Department of uh, Social Development, we have a, a legal responsibility, as it is clearly mm. stipulated in the Constitution under Section 27, to make sure that um, we care, we make sure that we create a conducive environment uh, for all South Africans, and that all South Africans have the right to social security. Um, including where they are unable to support themselves and their dependents appropriate social assistance. So we start from there. And the fact that it's 25 years of a build-up and, and, and finding the best way of responding to our people uh, in terms of supporting them from a social uh, uh, perspective. So mm-hmm. now we are here. We are faced with a, a really, really serious challenge of COVID-19, and we are thrown into um, a deep end. And, and because we believe as South Africans that we should never find ourselves in deep end, whenever we are thrown into any situation, we must pull together collectively mm. to find the most effective way of supporting our people. Because quite frankly, we are here because of the past, but I'm one of those people who say, yes, the past is here, yes, the past 
has impacted on us in the way that it does in a whole range of other issues, socially, economically, and politically. But right now, as South Africans, we are confronted by the impact of COVID-19, and the worst thing that has happened is for it to deepen issues of poverty, unemployment, and inequality. And that is happening at a time when the economy, actually, of our country wasn't even doing very well at the time. And therefore, Mm. it is important for us as a government to start looking for interventions and responses that should match the scale of the problem. That's where we start from. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, I mean, I, I like the point you're making that uh, all of these interventions have to respond to the scale of the problem. And I think uh, serving the government, the democratic government, has always known how difficult it is uh, to deal with the uh, widespread destitution and poverty that we see. Uh, you've also said that this is not a new proposal. And uh, uh, the Taylor Committee in the early 2000s also proposed some form of minimum income support. Uh, in the form of a phased-in basic income grant. And maybe the question many South Africans are asking themselves is, why did it take 17 years for us to engage this proposal to the point where we want to recommend or even implement it? The uh, fact is that um, democracy has got its, all, all, its ups and downs, policy proposals, implementation of the proposals, uh, successes and failures, we can't um, ignore that. So when this um, uh, uh, report was developed, it was again at the time, as way back then, it was about looking for the best ways of assisting and empowering our people to be able to just find um, a a, a sustenance, uh, both from a point of view of life itself and survival itself. It was looking at what best to do. Unfortunately, we cannot uh, deny the fact that as we do so, We've got systems in place, we've got budgets, we've got um, economy going up and down, an economy that's being successful, and then one one time you have an economy that's collapsing. So that's the road that we have had to travel as government. Uh, And also, by the way, let me just say, I don't think we should always stick to government, government, government. We need to be able to say collectively as South Africans, we had the Taylor report. Somewhere mm. along the line, uh, within certain things made it difficult for us to, to implement it. And there's a number of reasons why it wasn't implemented, sure. the affordability and all that. Right now, all we need to do, and personally as a Minister of Social Development, I have started looking at we have a, um, a social network and a basket that, that is best than any other in the African continent. However, mm. it's 25 years of that. We were comparing ourselves to look at what apartheid did to us. Now I would like us to compare to ourselves to what, look sure, at what sure. we are doing uh, for ourselves. Yeah. So I mean, when we start... called back that, yeah. that um, uh, Taylor report, Vivian yes. Taylor herself, is on board now, and the latest sure. that they presented to us from a, from a perspective, they presented something called social protection and pathways to a basic mm. income grant beyond COVID-19. That's what yeah. we're dealing with, but the main reason why we're doing that is let's find the best way of empowering our people to take care of themselves. Sure. 
Minister, we'll yeah. come back to, to the pathway to and, uh, you know, the phase-in approach and the mechanics of that. But I think you make a very interesting point, which is that uh, it's not only just in, in the court of the government uh, or even, uh, I guess, uh, something that the government should be pursuing. But you would know, I mean, many uh, civil society organizations have been pushing for this. And uh, the one wall they've always been hitting up against is this question of affordability. We're in a context now where Cabinet has said, the goal is to achieve a primary surplus in the next few years or so. That's going to imply a reduction of 230 billion rand in uh, consolidated expenditure. Uh, and I guess the big question is, is it affordable now? For me, it goes beyond the issue of affordability. It goes to a point of South Africans coming together and saying, are you comfortable to be sleeping comfortably where you are with your wealth and whatever you have? when you know that there's a sea of other people who are living in poverty. Let's start there. So when we want to put this back on the table for discussion and, 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 and ensuring that we, we pull everyone else to the, uh, the, to the conversation, we are responding to what President Singh Maposa says. No one must go hungry in South Africa. What is the meaning of that? The meaning of that is that even if there are these differences of people living different um, uh, lifestyles and, and social space where they're in. But all he's saying is that collectively we can make sure that everybody uh, doesn't go uh, to bed hungry. So it's about doing what? Pull government um, uh, minds, pull social scientists' minds, pull the people who actually started this process. This conversation was started by somebody else. It was started way back then pull the minds of all those people and say to them, we are in a very difficult situation that now needs us to work together. I make a simple uh, example. I've always made this example, even when I was at the Department of Small Business Development. I've always said, uh, between Sentin and, 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 and Alex, there's just a division of a highway. Why can't we have the people of Alex looking through their miserable windows, seeing the light of of sentence, why can't we have the people in sentence saying we can do better and make the situation of those people better? So all I'm saying is this is the time for us. We've been propelled by a disaster, a disaster that has shown that the poverty, uh, unemployment, and inequality will be the death of this country. And mm. collectively, we can stand up together and make it better. So the issue of affordability as to who has to be have the access. Uh, how can we? That's a conversation that as South Africans we can have because sure. I personally believe that South Africa has got enough food, South Africa has got enough possibilities, South Africa has got enough opportunities, but we're not pulling our resources together to say, how can we make sure that even that one who's down there can be able to be assisted by the ones who are, who are actually fine at this point in time? Okay, Minister, I want us to pause here for a second. When we come back, uh, I want us to talk about some of the things that you've learned from the special COVID-19 grant and uh, many people complaining that they still haven't received uh, that 350 rand. And then we'll come back, I guess, to uh, this uh, idea of pathways and uh, the phasing in uh, of uh, this uh, 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 basic income grant and what that looks like. And potentially, I guess, where we can benchmark it. Is it against the national minimum wage, poverty lines, 
EPWP or, or some of the existing grants. We'll come back to some of those themes after this brief. Eight minutes it is now before 9 p.m. and I'm in conversation with the Minister of Social Development, uh, Minister Lindy Wezulu. And uh, Minister, I guess the, the big question, of course, is also uh, you, you will have learned some lessons. I mean, in this process of uh, uh, paying out uh, the uh, special COVID-19 grant that you want to take into this process of uh, the phasing of the basic income grant. If you could give us two of those lessons, what would those be? Yes, the lesson is firstly the, the numbers of the people that are out there that need the support not only of government but of private sector and everyone else who can come together is quite huge. The second lesson is the system that you need to put in place and how fast you can be able to put the system uh, in order for those systems to respond to the needs of the, the first needs of the people. So you say to people, this is how you have to qualify for the 350 and you give them a whole list of where must they apply, how must mm. they apply, and then you find that in that space, your system does not take into consideration the fact that not everybody is IT savvy, not everybody has got access easily into your WhatsApp. Your WhatsApp is actually better. Not everybody has easy access to your emails and everything. When all is said and done, it's about lessons learned on when you want to respond to your people, you have to mm. make it easy for them to access what you are saying to them they must access. That's one of the biggest lessons is making it easy for people who need you, who need sure, what you are promising sure. them to get them, get it as quickly as possible. Did we focus too much on targeting? Pardon? We wanted to make sure, did we focus too much on targeting? I mean, this idea that we're afraid that people might defraud the system, so we have to make sure that we specifically target who we're looking for rather than just paying the money out. No, it was important for us to focus on who actually has to get the money because the president of Ramaphosa was very clear. It had to be people who are unemployed, people who can't put a piece of bread on the table, but also it had to be people who are not necessarily already benefiting for other, from other processes of government because we've got to be fair in the system. There are people who are already under you know, your social grants, as people who are on, under your social relief of distress who are already getting something. People needed to be fair to those who absolutely, absolutely have nothing. But besides that, we have to be accountable. We've got the Auditor General who comes on, on us on our doors and knock and say, but see here, you paid these people, these people mm -hmm. needed, didn't need to be paid. And taken taxpayers' money and given it. So we needed to create a system that is as credible as far as possible, while at the same time being conscious of the hunger and the, and the starvation and all that that people are. And we have to keep the balance because those that we are already assisting, remember President Tiria Maposa increased the social grants of the child, child children's grants, uh, the old age grant and all that. That was already increased. So it meant even the ones that were already in your basket, you are saying what you are giving you is not enough considering the challenges of COVID. Because remember that even the ones who are getting uh, the grant, some of them hustle, they go out to in, 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 in increase it because it's not enough. It's a fact. It's not enough. Let's mm. be honest and frank. It's not enough. So we must look at ourselves who are privileged and say, I'm privileged because I can do the following things, but I must be sensitive to those people who are not privileged. That's not enough. Some of them, actually, what I like is that some of them are already saying, I get this little bit, 
How can I make it work? How can I increase it? How can I bring value into it? How can I do more to it? Hence, our approach uh, to this discussion that we are currently having now is a discussion that is saying when people, people need to get income to be able to participate in the economy. You know, mm. when you are sitting in the township or in the rural areas, you see something that says there's a job somewhere. How do you get there to that job? And the 18-year-olds, for instance, many of them want to push them. That's why we need to work with the Department of Higher Education because we want 18-year-olds not to be running around looking for jobs where possible. We want them to be a technical. We want them to be at university. Sure. We want them to be improving themselves for the future and getting the necessary skills for the future. Mm. But the reality in South Africa is that many of them are lost in there because they can't get to the next level. So sure, give them sure. something that can push them there. So okay. I, I do want to say this is a conversation yet. Let's clarify mm. that there's not been a dis- decision around it, but it is something that excites us as the Department of Social Development, sure. looking at the unemployment figures, looking at the age gap, that gets lost in between. We're saying, let's have a conversation about this because this is about empowering, mm. empowering our people for the future. Okay. Buzo from my end, uh, Minister, I guess it has to do with uh, issues of benchmarking. And uh, uh, I like the point you're making, that this is still at discussion phase. But we know that when the rubber hits the road, the issue of the level at which you pay the benefit also becomes a contentious issue. You've already said the 350 is not enough, but what you want is to pe- for people to... Uh, use that money to participate, buy goods in the economy and um, sort of generate uh, some uh, demand-side push for our economy, which certainly needs it at this point. When you think about this uh, basic income grant, I mean, uh, where are you thinking of benchmarking it? Is it against some of these sort of lower bound, upper bound poverty lines? Are you thinking of maybe the existing grants as a benchmark or even uh, some of the wage rates or stipends paid in the uh, public works programs, so such as the CWP and the EPWP? Yes, absolutely. We need to look at a holistic approach because I know that already there's people who are saying, oh, there we go again, uh, welfare state tourism and waste, uh, welfare state something, something. Here's the bottom line. We cannot not be a government that is responsible to appreciate the deep challenges of our economic situation, the inequalities that exist in our country. So it's important for us to open up the discussion to the public so that we work together with this. The benchmarking for us is based on what is the depth of poverty, unemployment, inequality in South Africa. We cannot do this alone as a Department of Social Development. In fact, in an earlier meeting, I was looking at what we do as a department, and there's a show of a somebody that is um, a person with disability and is in a good in a wheelchair and something. The first thing that happened to me, I looked at that picture and I said, well, I'm looking behind the picture. Behind the picture, I see any cuckoo and all that. Behind that picture, I see water running that shouldn't be running where it's running. So as we are having this conversation, it must not be in isolation of the bigger picture of employment, a job creating of the job, it must not be outside of the bigger picture of uh, 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 people having um, uh, the right houses and everything. So that's why we have to talk to the Minister of um, Human Settlement because we can have this that we want to have now. But the, the pressure on the people is that you give them that and they go back to what? 
they go back to an infrastructure that is not enabling them mm. to even use that money that you are giving them. They have sure. to give them that money, then they have to travel to the city of Johannesburg, Etewini, mm. uh, um, uh, and all that. So we want to have a holistic discussion, and that's why we call upon communities, call upon NPOs, call upon everyone that has got bright ideas around this issue, talk to us. We have to work sure. together in this one. Minister Ndiablela Akulu, thank you very much for taking time to speak to us. Thank you very much, Minister. That thank is Minister Lindiwe Zulu speaking to us here on Metro FM Talk uh, about uh, the discussions that are underway on the basic income grant. And uh, we'll certainly try on this particular platform to um, bring some of those innovative ideas about how we take this forward even further. And we certainly hope we can catch up with some of those who are working in that task team, including Professor Vivian Taylor, uh, whose uh, team... And the team she was at the helm of first, uh, I guess, uh, proposed this particular idea in debates around comprehensive social security uh, within NEDLAC, I think. And uh, we'll certainly pick up some of those issues. But we're going to have to leave it here. The man with the music is here. He's going to be with you from 9 through to midnight. We are Banda. Stay indoors. Stay safe. And uh, take strength, my Africa. Kubalo nangoku. Sisai banga. Le economy.